You're listening to the One Pridecast. Hello and welcome to a holiday edition of the One Pridecast. I'm Tori Petrie, joined by Lomas Brown. Hey. Merry Christmas, Lomas. Merry Christmas, Tori. Thank you. I mean, we uh, usually film this or record this podcast episode on Wednesdays, uh, but it's Christmas week, so we're doing things a little bit different. We've got a little bit of an early record going on, so we are fresh off of that game in Denver uh, last night, so we're both kind of rolling in a little tired. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we've come down from altitude, right? We're right. at five, over 5,000 feet there, and I, I felt it, Tori. I, really? I, yeah, I had a, I'm going to tell you, that was like one of my worst nights of sleep was Saturday night before the game. I really? mean, I could not, it was like almost every fourth or fifth breath, I'm like, Trying to in my sleep, so it was a terrible night. And I, t- I asked someone, and they said, "Yeah, normally people when they come to the altitude, sleep is a problem." So yeah, I, oh. I didn't get a lot of sleep. So I don't know if it was just me. I hope it wasn't the players. I hope it was just me since I don't play anymore. I just use my voice on Sunday, and they had to use their body. So I hope it didn't affect any of the players like that. But it sure affected me up there. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't feel like I felt it at all. Wow. I mean, really? everybody was just talking hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Like, you just got to drink a lot of water. And so that's what I was doing. I was just, like, drinking so much water. And the only really f- effect that I felt was, like, my skin felt dry. Uh-huh. Like, I could tell that, you know, the air was dry up there. But that that was it. Wow. I didn't really... Yeah, really it was, me much. yeah, I actually, uh, when we walked down to, to the locker room after the game, because of course I'm the first one that had that right. talks to coach after the game. So I usually leave at the two minute mark, and me and Nick Roddy, executive producer, we try to hustle down to the locker room so we get ready for coaching. Man, I got down there, and I, <sighs> so I'm like, man, so I, you know, so I know I don't got a little older, but that altitude it affected the big guy. So hopefully, I decompress by now. There was a cool mural inside the stadium that you know had the altitude, and yes. it said altitude sickness is real. Yeah, and it's like there a mural on the tunnel of the stadium. I was like, well, that's pretty intimidating. Tori, it's real. I'm a witness. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> all right, all right. I don't know. I mean. There was I took a little video in my hotel room on uh, Sunday morning because I have this like pregame tradition where I make oatmeal in my coffee maker <laughs> every road trip. Pretty much every time I travel, I always bring a little baggie of oatmeal oh, okay. and I just make hot water in the coffee maker and then I put it in the oatmeal and I have oatmeal. Okay. You know, it's really All easy. Right. Yeah, nice so, start to the morning. That's yeah. my little travel hack is to make oatmeal in the coffee maker. Okay, <laughs> so. I was making a little video of that. I was like, oh, it's our last road trip of the year. I'll show you my little road trip tradition. And uh, I was, like, panting in the video. And I was like, why are you panting? It is, like, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning. You haven't done anything. I don't know why I was panting. That was the only time I, like, Uh noticed it. I was, like, kind of breathing heavily. I was like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, there it is (laughs) right there. See, it was caught. So you probably were a little bit, but you probably didn't notice. And you are in good shape. You climb mountains. I do. I am a hiker. Yeah, so you do stuff like that. But, yeah, it was. It felt the big fella. I felt (laughs) it. I felt it. Man, well, I regretted not making time to go hike in Colorado because I know there's lots of good spots. Yes. But, you know, I, with the craziness of the Christmas season, I really did not think much into planning the trip in Colorado. A lot of times with uh, 
road trips, I'll be like, okay, ahead of time, this is where I'm going. I'm hiking here. I'm going here at this time. This is where I'm eating. But this trip, I was like, I'm showing up. <laughs> and then I got there, and I see all the mountains, and I'm like, yeah, man, it I was prepared. Wasn't it scenic? It, it was, was so scenic. But, Tori, don't forget, we got away with the weather because we didn't know, you know, Denver, oh my gosh. this time of the year. you thinking blizzards, right. you know, foot of snow and all that. It was awesome out there. It was was in the was it in the sixties? Yeah, it was sixty seven degrees. Awesome. It was the second warmest December game that's ever been played at Mile wow. High. Wow, it, it felt good. The sun was shining. Oh my it, it was awesome out there. It really was. So yeah, you're right. If you would have had your hiking stuff, and it was so scenic. You know, us well, me being from Florida and here. You don't see the mountains right. as much, and it, it it looked beautiful out there. It really did. It did. It was it was nice out there, and we were definitely blessed with that good yes. weather. I brought this like heavy coat <laughs> outfit that was like totally overkill for. I mean, it was fine post game. Post game, it had cooled right, off, right? And that's like when I do my videos, right. anyways. So the coat was appropriate by that point in the in the day. But before the game, I was like, I'm in long sleeves. I have this heavy coat. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> Because it was so beautiful. It I was. just wasn't expecting it. But you look cute, though. The pla- It looked cute. The red. It looked well, cute. Well, I wanted to be festive. Yes, it was yes, like Christmassy. It looked cute. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so, you. But you're right. It did cool off towards the end. Yeah. So we needed everything that we had. Well, what did you do in Denver? Did you get out and experience um, yeah, anything cool in the city? Actually, the night before, we walked to a restaurant, which was it was probably less than a mile from there, which was pretty good. Other than that, mm, came back and tried to, like I said, go to sleep and suffer throughout <laughs> the night. It no. was it was a lot of suffering going on in Denver for me more than anything else. But I enjoyed the trip. <laughs> but just the, you know, and my bed was hot too. I don't know. I was just maybe it was me. Tori. Well, the struggle I, in Denver. No, it was did a you struggle. Get, did you get cupcakes in your room? I though? did. Okay. That's right. Well, there's a positive. Absolutely, that was a positive, and that was a nice little surprise I know. too. Yeah, yeah. Now I tried. The which one? The coconut. Okay. Yeah. All it's, right. It was the bomb. I tried two of them. Yeah. <laughs> which one? I did shared you try? the rest of them. Um, I tried the like uh, peanut butter yeah, cup one seen that. and yeah. the funfetti like birthday cake one. Oh, okay. Both delicious. <laughs> Man, nah, that's a local place. Sisters Bakery. Yeah, Sugar Sisters or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it really and they was. had like a lion, like a cookies and cream uh, lion. Uh, cupcake which was really cool yeah. so we showed up to cupcakes in our yeah. room which is like not the norm i don't want you guys to think they're like oh we just get to show up to places and they just give us treats everywhere like no this was like i don't know a christmas gift or something yeah okay i was wondering too because yeah i, I don't was, know okay, but we yeah. just showed up and there was like a tray of cupcakes in our room and i was like yes yeah. yes so that was fun. That was a it nice was. little it, perk of Denver. It was a Denver. good little trip. It was a good little trip other than, you know, how it finished <laughs> Other than off. the altitude yes. and like, the yeah, end of the game. Yeah, yeah, and the end of the game. <laughs> well, let's talk about that game, Lomas. I know I've asked this question tons of times on the uh, podcast already, but what went wrong for I the know, Lions and in I Denver? Tried to, I try to answer it for you, too, <laughs> each and every time. And, Tori, like, it's just the same thing. And it's just, again, us finishing games, just finishing the games. We'll get a lead, and we won't finish our opponents at that point. We don't make the necessary adjustments that we need to make to continue to put up points or continue to stop our opponents. And again, a lot of times it what it comes down to is to me the third quarter. Once we come out after halftime, that seems like in the middle of the third quarter when we start having problems with 
getting off blocks or, you know, some of the fundamentals that they go through all week long. They seem to have problems with finishing, you know, doing their fundamentals like they um, normally do or like they should do. So that's been just the – it's just been the norm, Tori. It's just been what we've seen all season long. You know, you got a young quarterback back there that they figured out by now, and he's doing everything he's can, he can. You and limit. the pressure, I mean. Oh, it has just, to be. Yeah. It, it, I mean, think about it. It has to be. Think, and think about what he's surrounded with. He's had so many players get hurt since he's been Well, in his there. offensive line – Lots of injuries up there. Absolutely. And, you know, they've just been getting after him. Yeah, wide receivers. You know, he's had Danny, and good thing he's had Danny and Kenny for most of the time that he's been there. But it's just been a revolving door injuries. The running back position, it has changed a lot. So, you know, you got to give David Blau a lot of credit being a rookie going through a lot of this adversity, especially when things not going well. You don't want to even play a rookie then when things not going well. And he's had to stay up in so it's been tough but uh, I, t- I got a chance to talk to Coach Bevel you know after the game me and him talking I, I just love Coach Bevel and just what he's done with this offense and like he said a lot of times it's just been put in position where it's not much that they can do to help David you know even personnel wise so they know they've been put up against this the last couple of weeks and it's been showing up I feel like this week, more than any other week, mm-hmm. the injuries have really, you know, been so apparent. I mean, the Lions have, you know, obviously we hear the next man up thing. They've had yeah. some guys step up. But at this point, they are just decimated. I mean, there's no better word for it. There have been so many injuries. And, you know, I know the same thing happens all around the league, and you got to find ways to, to figure it out. But, I mean, on the offensive line – you had Rick Wagner out. You had Kenny Wiggins go to IR this last week. So, you know, you have Tyrell Crosby playing right tackle. At one point, Taylor Decker goes out of yep. the game. Tyrell Crosby moves over to left tackle. And then you have Dan Skipper come in at right tackle. Who and hadn't played all year long. Right, and you got yes. Ode Abushi playing exactly. at the guard position. Yep. I mean, the Lions have just really struggled when it comes to, you know, health this year and that the offensive line was a, a big part of that for me in this last game and so was the linebacking core yes I mean Jared Davis yes. is on IR Christian Jones is as well and you know and then you lose Jelani Tavai in that game and coach Patricia said that it looked like that that was going to be a longer term thing uh, so that's really unfortunate to see that yeah. for him I mean you know he stepped in and, and I think done a good job Absolutely. in his rookie year uh, but you know then you the guys you have playing are Steve Longa, right. Jalen Reeves Maben, and you do have Devon Kennard right. out there. But I mean, those two position groups, the offensive line and the linebacking core, man, so many injuries. You're right. That and that's a great point with the linebacking crew. And you're right, Steve hadn't played. He's been more of a spe- him and Jalen have been more special teams guys. So, you know, to have to step in there in situational football, you know, that's tough coming from special teams. And give those guys credit because again, they they played pretty well. I seen a couple of times out there where they tried to match up um, their running back um, on our linebackers and get that one-on-one matchup on a couple of pass plays and 
Jalen did a nice job and Steve did a nice job out there. So, you know, they've been doing what they've had to do. And, you know, not only there, Tori, even if you talk about the D-line, just the D-line not playing yeah. together all year long. You know, not I don't think any of the pieces – ever played together you know I may be wrong but I don't think they've ever started a game together where they had all the starters there's just been so many injuries up there yeah that that's certainly been tough for this team and then of course offense you've had the running back injuries you you get your running backs back in this game you had a a carry on Johnson that was great uh, both Scarborough backfield what did you think of of what they were able to do in the run game with those two guys healthy I I think you give a picture of how 2020 could look I think you do with those those two at least those two in the backfield and how they could work off each other how they can complement each other to be honest with you I think we could be set at the running back position. They may want to try to add somebody else, but I like what we have. I like because everybody brings their own thing to the game. Even J.D., you know, to me, he's like a Darren Sproles who just retired. He could do everything. He could catch the ball. He could run the ball. And then you got Ty, who's a young guy, you know, and he's going to get better. But the speed that Ty has, if you could get him to the next level and he start making people miss – he could be a home run hitter. So, you know, you I think you got a great wealth of guys that can complement each other in the running back room. So I like what they've done, and it was great to see carry on. And I was saying up during the broadcast, I said it was awesome to see when he seen a hole, he was hitting it. And his explosion, his, his explosiveness was good, especially after missing all the weeks of football that he missed. So he looked good out there. And, of course, Bo has been Bo since he's been here. I love Bo. Right. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, you know, maybe thought that there was no reason to activate carry-on to bring him back from IR at this point in the year mm-hmm. with just two games left. But I see no issue with it. I mean, carry-on said that coach left it up to him. He said that coach was like, you don't have to do this, but I'm going to leave it up to you. And carry on wanted to get out there on the field. And I can't blame him after spending parts of both of his last two seasons injured. Of course he wants to get back out there. Of course he wants to get his feet under him and feel like he can play. And that does a lot for a guy's confidence and, you know, just getting him back into the groove before a whole long offseason without football. So, I mean, I... I say get him out there. I mean, keep him healthy, but right. I mean, and that I like was the right amount of care carries that he got yesterday. So I, you're right, the balance of carries that he got. So it was good, and I agree with you a lot. And you know, carry on. He wants to prove that he's healthy. You know, for of you course. mentally, you start wondering if. You're injury prone. So mentally it starts creeping in your head. So he wants to get out there to prove that, hey, that I can do it. Yeah. Well, on the flip side, they had a hard time stopping the run (laughs) defensively. I mean, Philip Lindsay had a big day, over 100 yards for him rushing. And, uh, but Tori, something. But the lines have improved in that right. area lately. And, and then in I this was game. just going, but Tori, I'm telling you, their problems yesterday with the run game started towards the middle of the third quarter. They, like you said, the first uh, three quarters or uh, almost three quarters of the game, they were doing good with the run. Phillip wasn't hurting them as much. Ross Freeman, he wasn't doing much against us, but. 
for some reason, towards the end of the third quarter, we started sticking on blocks, which is not getting separation from the offensive lineman. So once you let a lineman, because that's what I want to do as an offensive lineman, I want to grab and keep you close to me and hold. That's what I want to do. As a D lineman, you want to try to keep separation from me right. and keep me off you so you could get away from me and make the play. Every time we start, they start sticking to us. And once a running back can get a crease and he's an explosive running back like a Phillip Lindsay, they're going to make hay out of it. And I'm telling you, it was like two or three big runs that he hit us with. And that's it kind of skews, you know, the, the yardage that he has. But, it, again, it seemed to happen every, every game pretty much towards the second half of the game. Sure. The Stadium Collection, located inside Gate A at Ford Field, is your one-stop shop for all your Detroit Lions merchandise needs. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. The Stadium Collection has something for every Lions fan in your life to show their pride. Let's take a look at what else happened in the league yesterday that affected the Lions. Yes. Obviously, Cincinnati uh, lost to Miami, which means they secured that number one draft yes. pick. Uh, sounds like Joe Burrow might have a new home. <laughs> in Cincinnati, I <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. So that, that well, I'm, he's an Ohio kid, right? He's from Ohio. Yeah, Joe Burrow is from Ohio because he went to Ohio State first. That's where he transferred down to LSU from Ohio. So he's an Ohio kid. So oh, they should well, be hey. excited about getting that kid there because maybe he could change things for the state of Ohio. Yeah. Well, that's what looks like could happen at, mm -hmm. you know, in December, uh, you know, before we get into the craziness of the pre-draft period. Um, but that, you know, that kind of looks like the direction yeah. that that's going. Now, the Lions are currently third in the draft position. Okay. Ahead of them is the Redskins. And the Redskins play the Cowboys next week. So here's mm. what happens. The Lions could get as high as number two in the draft if the Redskins beat the Cowboys next week and, of course, the Lions lose to the Packers. That means they wow. hop the Redskins in the draft uh, in, in the draft order, and the Lions could have the, the number, number two, two pick. pick. Wow. Yeah. I, wow, I did not realize we could get that high. Man, now that, that. I mean, things just fell that way yesterday yeah. because of how everything else in the league played out because all the – teams that have struggled this year and you know have losing records played each other yesterday so somebody had to win somebody right. had to win games so a lot of three win teams became four win teams and the Lions stayed a three win team and so that moved them up wow. in the in the draft order well I tell you what Tori if we pick number two or three you know it's got to be a game changer it's got to be somebody that's a M player he got to be able to make an impact and I'm talking about the immediate impact if you're picking that high so you know wow that would be great if we could get because Tori we need pass rush my goodness I mean even yesterday the rookie Drew Locke I mean he didn't put up gaudy numbers but it was a couple of times this dude just stood back there and was just standing back there and then it's just no pressure, and you know we. So we got to at least look at that, or if we're not gonna look at that, at least we look at to me bringing somebody in to pair it with Darius, because I'm not letting Darius Slay go. I'm sorry, Darius <laughs> not going nowhere. He's not going anywhere. I cannot let my good players go. I can't keep doing that. How can you get better 
letting good players go. You don't. It doesn't, you know. So he's not going anywhere. So maybe I get the Jeff Okun, I think his name is, out of Ohio State, the cornerback. Everybody's been talking about how good he is. And I got two good corners. And maybe that'll eliminate a lot of things while I'm trying to work on the pass rusher. But it's got to be an impact player is all I'm saying. Well, of course, if the Lions win next week, that changes everything. Mm-hmm. But they do play the Packers, and uh, the Packers play the Vikings on Monday Night Football um, this week. So as of recording this, we don't know the result of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the Vikings win against the Packers, that means that Week 17 game means a lot for the Packers right. and that they have to win that. Um, they have to win that game. So, you But know, th- I, even if they don't win that game, I think they're going to come in. I think they sure, still have still, to play. it still matters. Right, yeah. exactly. It still matters, and they, they want to keep the rhythm going. And, you know, and it's a rival game. It's a rival game. I mean, on top of everything Aaron else. Aaron Rodgers doesn't like losing. Yeah, exactly. And we shouldn't like losing to Aaron Rodgers or anybody. We never like losing to Brett Favre. You know, it was it's a rival game. So, and they come into your house. Come on now, let's defend your den. That's what we used to say, right? Defend the den. But yeah, I have no doubt that this team is trying to win this game. Yeah, no doubt that that is the mindset in this building is to win this game. I'm just giving everyone perspective of the results of you know what could happen, right. win or lose. These right. are these are the scenarios. Yes. At this point in the year, when you have struggled and you have the record that you have, you do start thinking about the draft. So yes. that's just perspective. And of course, uh, because of the Redskins Giants game yesterday, the Redskins will now be the Lions' opponent next year. They play the loser of the NFC East and at home. So now the Lions' schedule for 2020 is set. set. So wow. Redskins at home next okay. year. Okay. All right. Yeah. Any interesting games we're going to next year? Oh, there's lots Away of good games, ones. There's some, lots of good ones. Oh, Jacksonville, we're going to oh, go to Florida. Oh, hey, we're going home? I know. The oh, ones that are to interesting home. to me are okay. warm weather ones. Yeah. So we got Jacksonville. Okay. Well, you know, depending on what time in the season. Uh-huh. But Jacksonville, Atlanta, uh, Carolina, Arizona again. Wow. Yeah. Nashville, okay. I believe. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no, I've never been to Nashville. Never been. So I really – I want to look forward to that trip right there. Wow. Yeah. That is so cool. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a good I, – I, and this is just all off of memory. So I believe that's that's those are the trips. Okay. But, hey. Yeah, we'll have a lot I to like talk I like the road schedule. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. give you guys some road chronicles next year. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, Loma. So what should we be looking for in this last Lions game of the season? Week 17 – not a lot to play for for the Lions other than just really wanting to get a win after losing eight straight. Yeah, and that's it, Tori. That's all that should matter. And I talked to several guys after the game, after this game, and all they said that matters to them looking forward to Green Bay is trying to win. You know, you're at home. You want to try to win this game. You want to go out with a good taste because just like you said, it's a few months. <laughs> it would be a few months before you're able to get a chance to get back in and start lifting and doing some of the things you want to do for next year that's a long time to hold a loss then you you know so you definitely want to try to um beat the green bay team that has a lot to look forward to you could play spoiler you know they got a lot to look forward to plus and like i said earlier they're rivals you know they're, they're a team that we didn't like when we played them and i know the lions now they shouldn't like them you know it's too many green bay fans here in the state of michigan they <laughs> infiltrated the state of michigan it's a lot of green bay fans here, i feel Tori. like they've infiltrated the whole country <laughs> yeah, they, they are everywhere so and speaking of that i 
our fans were there yesterday too. I seen a lot yes. of blue up yes. in the stands yesterday. Yes, I do want to shout that yes, out because I talked to. to a couple people from Wyoming, <laughs> mm-hmm. from Idaho. Mm-hmm. I mean, people came from all over because you know that was a West Coast game. That was an opportunity for them to to get close to see their Lions. So you know, it was cool to see all the Lions fans that were out there yesterday. It was. It was awesome. It was. It was a lot of blue when I was looking across over in the stands. And man, that's the thing about our fans. They represent Tory everywhere we go. You know, that's the one shout out I want to give the fans because they, Lions fans, represent. They are there through thick and thin, you know, and they, they receive a lot of, it's a lot of um, venom spit at Lions fans <laughs> when they go to opposing stadiums, you know, and they got a lot of ammunition to throw at us. But Lion fans, they hang in there and they show out and they be there early too. That's the thing I like about yeah. it. They be there early at the away games yeah. too. Yeah. They do. They do. Well, Merry Christmas, Lions fans. Yes. Thank you Merry guys for Christmas. how you travel and everything that you do and for listening to our podcast. Yes. We appreciate it. Lomas, what are your Christmas plans? My Christmas plans are the family's in town, so we're going over to the mother mother in law house oh, yes. to eat. So we're gonna yes, go over there. Yep. We'll break open presents on Christmas Day. Um and that's it. I'm gonna hang out with Albert, my big hundred and twenty pound German shepherd. <laughs> so we'll hang out, the family will just hang out that day. Give Albert a treat from me. Yeah, I will. I will. I'll say this is one for Tori. Now we give him All big right. treats, Tori. He gets big treats because he's Good. a big dog. I like it. All right. <laughs> well Merry Christmas to you and your family, Lomas. Merry Christmas, Tori. And we appreciate you coming on the podcast as always. Okay. Hey.